worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Two chairs, no waiting. Episode number 720, Mayberry Days Trivia Championship 2022, round one. That's a long name. Hey, folks. Two Chairs No Waiting is brought to you each week by the folks over at WeaversDepartmentStore.com. Head over to Weavers and check things out. They've got some great Weavers t-shirts and a cap so you can wear your Weavers Department Store pride around. Or maybe you want to pick up a Mayberry tea towel exclusive over at Weavers. All kinds of Mayberry things on there. You can hang it around the kitchen. Head over to WeaversDepartmentStore.com and check it out. Two Chairs No Waiting is also brought to you by donations from listeners just like you. The executive producer of episode number 721 is Matt Mark Copeland. And the a big thank you to my patrons at Patreon. Uh, the patrons of the week for episode number 721 are Scott LeBrock and Billy Lennox. Hello, everybody. I'm Alan Newsom, the host of Two Chairs No Waiting. And you're going to have some fun tonight. We're going to do... Round one of the Mayberry Days Trivia Championship. So that's what we're going to do in just a minute. We're also going to hear from Randy Turner. And we're probably going to do some, uh, how should I say it, easier trivia (laughs) to make us all feel better and get over the fact that we didn't get very many answers in the first round. Okay. (laughs) So that's what we're going to do. I hope you're going to enjoy it. I think you will. So the uh, Mayberry Days Trivia is literally the championship of every Mayberry trivia contest I've ever been to. There, It is an amazing event, and uh, it's held every year at Mount Airy in uh, North Carolina. And basically in round one, okay, so last week, if you didn't listen to the podcast, last week we did the qualifying round, the preliminary round. And you qualified to be in the finals uh, if if you did well enough in that one. And you're going to be competing, up to 10 people will be competing against past trivia champions and probably the youth trivia champion from that year. So that's what that's what happens each te- contest. Now, this is the final round. Uh, so it's round one of the finals, I should say. And in round one, there'll be 10 questions. And each question is worth 100 points. Incorrect answers are worth a negative 100. And yes, you can go to negative 200, negative 300, up to negative 1,000, negative 1,000 points if you got every one of them wrong. So keep that in mind and don't guess very much, you know, unless you're really pretty sure you know it, because you need to keep up with your score. Because next week we'll do round two and the final Jeopardy question. I uh, probably can't say that's copyrighted probably, but the final question during the trivia uh, where you can bet all the points you have to see who will actually win the entire contest. So what we're going to do is that we're going to do just round one of the finals worth 100 points each. So we're going to turn on our trivia music for our background. 
to make us all feel hopeful. <laughs> so get out your pencil and your piece of paper and write down your score. So each point, each question is going to be worth 100 points each. All right, so we're going to head over. So Mayberry Days trivia, round one, okay, of the finals. Question number one. Are you ready? Got your pencil. All right, question number one. Here we go. Question one. Aunt B recites a poem to the Darlin family, a fading flower of forgotten love. Who wrote this poem? Worth 100 points. Aunt B recites a poem to the Darlin family, a fading flower of forgotten love. Who wrote this poem? Okay, 10 questions. The answer is, you can pause the podcast if you don't want to hear the answer yet. You want to try to think about it. The answer, who wrote the poem, A Fading Flower of Forgotten Love? The answer is Agnes Elcott Strong. That's from season four, episode number five. All right, that was worth 100 points. So if you got it, if you got it right, write down 100 on your piece of paper. If you got it wrong, write down minus 100 on your piece of paper. Question number two. Who did Shy Mayberry and Henry Gilly date for 16 years before he finally got out the nerve to propose? <laughs> Who did Shy Mayberry and Henry Gilly date for 16 years before he finally got up the nerve to propose? To ask her to marry him, just in case you don't know what that means. The answer to the question, again, you can pause if you don't want to know, but it's worth 100 points. The answer is Tyler Lee Vernon. Tyler Lee Vernon, that's from season four, episode number 18. All right, so write down your numbers. You could have up to 200 points, or you could have negative 200 points. Yes, I, I don't know which you have. but <laughs> All right, question number three. What year was the Mayberry Feed and Grain Store business established? What year was the Mayberry Feed and Grain Store business established? Hmm, that's a hard one. Okay. What year was the Mayberry Feed and Grain Store established? The answer is 1890. 1890. That's from season two. Episode number 30. So you can go and check the answers and make sure we're giving you the right answers. All right. Number four. Number four. Who was Aunt B's favorite movie actor? Who was Aunt B's favorite movie actor? All right. Think about it a little bit. And the answer is Aunt B's favorite movie actor was Rock Hudson. Rock Hudson. That's season one, episode number 13. How are you doing? How are you doing? So that's four questions. You could have 400 points, or you could not. Remember, don't guess, because you'll. it's minus 100 each guess. All right, number five. We're halfway through. Number five. Who transferred the Mayberry insignia to Barney's sidecar? Who transferred... The Mayberry Insignia to Barney's sidecar. 
All right. The answer is, for 100 points, who transferred the Mayberry Insignia to Barney's sidecar? Now, Insignia means the, the sign, you know, the star. Who transferred it? That was Charlie Phelps. Charlie Phelps transferred the insignia to Barney Sidecar. That's from season four, episode number 16. Again, folks, this is the Mayberry World Championship of Mayberry Trivia we're dealing with. Hopefully you're doing all right. Number six, worth 100 points. The question, in Mayberry, what is the code number for insulting the intelligence of an officer? (laughs) In Mayberry, what is the code number for insulting the intelligence of an officer. <laughs> Did you get that one? I feel like I should know this one. I, I don't know it. All right. I'm I'm the barber. I don't have to know that one. All right. What is the code number in Mayberry for insulting the intelligence of an officer? The answer is, for 100 points, a 912. It's a 912. That's from season four, episode number 11. 912. All right. Number seven. Number seven. Here we go. Ready? What does Andy use to teach Ernest T. Bass proper grammar? If you're watching the video version, Ernest is spelled wrong on this question. (laughs) I should have caught that. What does Andy use to teach Ernest T. Bass proper grammar? If you're watching the video version, you can see the questions. Is the reason I'm telling you. All right, the answer is, what What does Andy use to teach Ernest T. Bass proper grammar? He uses Opie's first grade reader. Opie's first grade reader is the proper answer. And that's from season five, episode number four. That was question number seven. Man, I tried to catch all these little errors. All right, number eight. Number eight. Question number eight. What role did Barney have to play? No, what Barney did, what role did Barney have in a play in Mayberry titled Rosemary? What role did Barney have in a play in Mayberry that was titled Rosemary? What role did Barney play? All right, so the answer to what role did Barney play in a play, what what role did he play in in the Mayberry uh, when he's uh, in a play called that was titled Rosemary, he played Elson Netty. Elson Netty. Hope you got that one with all the stumbling through the question I did. All right. So if you missed it, you can blame me. I'll give you an out. <laughs> uh, so I want to thank uh, the Hardy Eating Men and Beautiful Delicate Women chapter, Kenneth Junkin in particular, for coming up with all these questions for the Mayberry Days trivia, and uh, my transcribing is not his fault, by the way. So if I spelled Ernest T. wrong, it's not his fault. Number nine, we got two questions, one this one and one more. So how are you doing? You got 800 points, 400, not minus 800. That's good if you don't have that. All right, number nine, here we go. Aunt B takes a job at a new print shop on Main Street in Mayberry. What is her weekly pay? Aunt B takes a job at a new print shop in Mayberry on Main Street. What is her weekly pay? See how I read that a little different that time to try to help you? (laughs) Aunt B takes a job at a new print shop on Main Street in Mayberry. What is her weekly pay? The answer is $30 a week. 
She got $30 a week. That's season six, episode number 13. Episode number 13. All right. Our final question in round one worth 100 points. Our final question, number 10. What is Ernest T's weight? That's how much does he weigh? What is Ernest T's weight? That's question 10 worth 100 points. What is Ernest T's weight? How much does Ernest T weigh? I'm trying you different ways. The answer, he weighs 112 pounds. 112 pounds. That's season four, episode three. Episode three. (laughs) So that is the final question for round number one of Mayberry Day's Trivia. All right. So how did you do? Do you have a thousand points? Somewhere between zero and a thousand? Or do you have a negative? Hopefully you didn't go through and do a whole lot of guessing because you'll be in trouble. All right. So here's what we're going to do to clean the palate, to cleanse the palate. I'm going to just do some of our regular trivia questions to make you feel better about yourself in case you didn't do well. All right. So here we go. Question number one, just regular everyday trivia that we do every week, a true and false question. You got a 50-50 chance of getting this one. Andy and Helen were married on the Andy Griffith show. True or false? Andy and Helen were married, got married on the Andy Griffith show. True or false? All right, it's easy. Flip a coin. You got a 50-50 chance if you don't know it. Andy and Helen were married on the Andy Griffith show. That is false. That is a false. They got married in on Mayberry RFD. This one they got married. All right. If you don't get this, this is, a, a I think, a very easy question that uh, if you don't get, there will be remedial training in, in Mayberry. All right. Who was the town drunk of Mayberry? Not everybody at once. All right. Slow down. Slow down. Not everybody at once. Who was the town drunk of Mayberry? All right. I'm not going to read that one again. What's the answer? Oh, goodness. I know you're all yelling it. Otis. Otis was the answer. Good job. Good job. All right. Uh, question number three, question number three, who said I came to fill my vase? Who said I came to fill my vase? Hmm. Do you know that one? All right. All right. I'm going to read it one more time. Give you the answer. Who said I came to fill my vase? It was a trick because it's Otis. The <laughs> The last two questions, Otis was the answer. Oh, how did you do? Come on. You feeling better? Yes. All right. Number four. Who was able to hit the bell eight consecutive times while playing a game at the county fair? (laughs) Who was able to ring the bell eight consecutive times? While playing a game at the county fair. I feel like somebody is probably going to say Otis. I don't know. <laughs> All right. The answer is who was able to ring, uh, hit the bell eight consecutive times while playing a game at the county fair? 
it was Goober. It was Goober that did it. All right. All right. So that's, there we go. How you, you're doing okay, right? All right. Number five, true or false. Andy once drank a Mai Tai cocktail in Raleigh. Hmm. Andy once drank a Mai Tai cocktail in Raleigh. True or false? True or false? One last read. I don't know the answer. True or false? I do know that. I'm looking at it, but I wouldn't have known. Andy once drank a Mai Tai cocktail in Raleigh. The answer is that's false. He did not. False. All right. Who said, so you ready? Who said, Judy, Judy, Judy? Who said it? On the Andy Griffith Show. Let's narrow it down. Who said, Judy, Judy, Judy? Uh, on the Andy Griffith Show, who said it? Don't tell me who, where it was come from. Who said, Judy, Judy, Judy? The answer, and I was having a hard time not reading it like this. Who said, Judy, Judy, Judy? <laughs> Goober. Goober said that. I can't tell you how hard it was to do. I came to fill my face. Or this one, Judy, Judy, Judy. <laughs> All right, Judy. That was Goober. That was, that was a mouth click like Goober does. It was a little loud in the microphone. Sorry about that. All right. Number, what are we on? Seven. Number seven. What was Goober's best and favorite impersonation? Hmm. What was Goober's best and favorite impersonation? What was, what was Goober's best and favorite impersonation? The answer is Judy, Judy, Judy. That's not the answer. It was Cary Grant. I can take off on Cary Grant. Go ahead, Goob. Judy, Judy, Judy. <laughs> Don't just sound like Cary Grant's right here in this room. <laughs> All right. And our last question. What? Oh, this is a good one. Hopefully you'll know it. Question number eight. The winning number at the church raffle was what was the winning number? I'll give you a bonus, I guess, or let you answer both ways, right? So I'll give you I'll give you either one is the right answer. So give give your answers. What was the winning number at the church raffle? The answer on the card is 44 44 what you got there henry henry what what number have you got there just read your number out henry's going to read his number everybody henry's henry's what's your number there uh six and seven eights oh andy he pulled out the hats <laughs> so if you gave 44 as being the winning number because that was the winning number you'll get it and if you said six and seven eighths, I'll give it to you. If you got them both, you get two points. So that'd be nine points total. Hopefully you did well. And uh, because Henry was the winner, how could he not be a winner with all those people agreeing to give him the television set and all those friends there? So the six and seven eighths also 
a winner. How how did you do? Did that help you? Did that help you feel better after the uh, Mayberry Championship trivia contest? That one, whoo, that's tough. All right, so you, now you're in for the real treat of the show. I know that's the reason you all come to the podcast is we're going to be hearing from uh, Randy Turner with this week in Mayberry history. <laughs> Welcome to This Week in Mayberry History, a report by special correspondent Randy Turner of the Gomer and Cooper Pyle Comic Book Literary Guild of the Mayberry Historical Society. Back when I started these reports in 2017, can it really have been six years ago? The reports were quite short. I only devoted one or sometimes two paragraphs to each subject. I'm going to revisit a stalwart utility player I covered so briefly back in my sixth ever report. This man definitely deserves more of a deep dive. I'm talking about the great character actor, Burt Muston. Burt was born in Pittsburgh on February the 8th, 1884. While attending what was then known as Pennsylvania Military College, though it's now known as Widner University, like Andy Griffith decades later, Burt had a love of the same musical instrument and, in fact, was first trombone in the college band. In 1902, Burt also showed that he excelled in sports, playing goaltender for the school's hockey team. He graduated in 1903 with a degree in civil engineering. Burt first worked as an engineer, but eventually realized he enjoyed sales. After marrying in 1915, he began working at first as a car salesman beginning in 1916, and he sold cars for several automobile companies up until car production was put on hold with the United States' entry into World War II. Bird had already begun acting by this point, though his first exposure did not involve acting. In 1921, he started in entertainment, not as an actor, he was the first radio announcer for a new Pittsburgh radio station, hosting a weekly variety show. That same year, he was also one of the founding members of Pittsburgh's chapter of the service organization, the Lions Club, an organization that had been founded only five years previously. Around this time, Burt started acting in local productions of plays, for a Gilbert and Sullivan troupe, another similarity to Andy, who decades later did the same at the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill. Burt also performed with the Pittsburgh Opera. Burt first came to the West Coast as part of a group participating in a barbershop quartet competition in San Francisco in 1925. As an aside, sources almost uniformly state he was a member of the Barbershop Harmony Society. Well, that would have been quite the feat, since that singing society was not formed until 1938, more than a dozen years later. After more years of work and acting on the side, Bert retired. He and his wife settled in Tucson, Arizona, where he continued to act in local productions. Bert was appearing in a play the detective story at the Sombrero Playhouse, a play that had just closed on Broadway the previous year. 
The Academy Award-winning director, William Wyler, was in the audience, and he was impressed with Burt. Wyler had already won two Oscars at that point and would win his third later for Ben-Hur. Wyler met with Burt after the play and told him to let him know if he was ever interested in pursuing work in films. Burt did just that. He and his wife moved to Los Angeles in 1950 when Wyler cast him in a small, uncredited part in the film version of Detective Story, which was released in 1951. After filming, Burt was cast in another uncredited part as a marshal in the western The Last Outpost, starring Ronald Reagan, which was actually also released in 1951, but before Detective Story. But television productions see the light of day much quicker than films. After filming his roles in the two films, Burt was first seen nationally in a 1950 episode of The Lone Ranger. He was 66 years old. He was 67 when he was first seen by the public in the films the following year. And so Burt was on his way to a long second career as a sought-after character actor, appearing in over 200 films and TV episodes. Burt worked steadily in both film and television. He specialized in playing old men, just as he would later do in The Andy Griffith Show. He appeared in small parts in two films each year in 1952 and 1953. In 1954, he appeared in the Robert Mitchum comedy, She Couldn't Say No, and in 1955, the Humphrey Bogart film noir, The Desperate Hours. But of course, we know Burt best from his television work. We'll look at that next week, as well as clearing up a common misconception about Bert's work in radio. So that's it for this week. Thanks for listening, and remember to take Andy's advice and go out there and act like somebody. Wow, thank you, Randy, for that great report. Uh, folks love these reports. If you want to make sure you don't miss out on anything Randy's doing around Mayberry, send him an email at turnersgrade at gmail.com. Turnersgrade at gmail.com and he'll make sure you don't miss out on any of the fun which he's putting together so head over there and check that out so guys i hope you have enjoyed it if you have and you watch on youtube i'd appreciate it if you'd like and subscribe to the podcast uh, i would love to hear from you guys uh, you can give me a call at 888-684-8415 you can email me at floyd at imayberry.com i would love to hear from you it's always a lot of fun uh, putting the podcast together. Randy was talking about doing it for six years already, and uh, I've been doing it for 14 and a half almost. Oh, my goodness. I've made a career almost out of doing this podcast, but it's been a lot of fun. I still enjoy it. Started in 2008, and here we are in 2023, the uh, first of February, first week of February, and wow, it's uh, still talking still talking and thank you for keep coming until next time everybody have a great mayberry week and we'll see you right here on two chairs good night everybody if you're in business you probably have a website but can your site handle your growth how many visitors before your site slows down or crashes what about storage and data security from web hosting to virtual servers pair networks provides the online infrastructure you need to start grow and flourish when it comes to security and updates don't worry we've got you covered 
Our 24-7 U.S.-based customer support is the best in the industry. No frustrating chatbots or sitting on hold for hours. Check out Pair.com today to learn more. That's P-A-I-R dot com.